Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3am. I'm your host, Nikki Mandiola. It's been a while since we visited a classic serial killer tale, so we're back at it this week with a story that's nothing short of bizarre. At first, I thought this mama would be pretty straightforward, but listeners, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Stay tuned for a tale of poor planning, an unexpected hymn, and incriminating conversations. Without further ado, let's get down to the business. This week's topic is Louisa Merrifield, the Black Fool Poisoner. Louisa Merrifield was born in 1906, but by the time most sources begin her story, she's 46, been married three times, and has already gone to prison for fraud. So I guess it's safe to say she's already made her place in the world, and it's not ideal. Louisa's second husband was 78 when the pair wed, and he only stayed alive for 10 weeks after their marriage. Heading for round three straight after his death, Louisa met Alfred Merrifield, and the couple married in February of 1953. Alfred was 71 to Louisa's 46. To add another button onto this lady's life, she had already lost the custody of the four children she apparently had from previous relationships due to alcoholism and neglect. All in all, probably not the person you would trust with your life, but this didn't stop an elderly woman named Sarah Ann Ricketts from hiring not only Louisa, but Alfred to be her in-home caregivers. Sarah owned a bungalow in Blackpool, England, and although she needed the care, the woman that stood only four foot eight was no pushover. Apparently, she was known to have a, quote, feisty temper. This aspect of her personality came out when she began to complain of the couple not providing her with enough food to eat and that they would spend her money on rum. So, we're starting off strong with this new position. In April of 1953, Louisa asked a doctor to visit the bungalow and certify that Sarah was sane enough to make a new will. After that visit, the caregiver promptly inserted rat poison into Sarah's favorite sweet treat. The older woman was known to love sweets, and would often eat jam out of a jar with a spoon, so this made Louisa's plan rather easy to complete. On April 14th of that same year, Sarah passed away. Her post-mortem exam revealed that the woman died of phosphorus poisoning, something that is done by consuming rat poison, 
police immediately suspected the couple, and this was mostly because Louisa didn't call to report Sarah's death for several hours. A few days later, a friend of Louisa's came to the police to report an odd conversation she had with the caregiver. Louisa told the woman that Sarah was to leave the bungalow soon, and then said that she couldn't stay late for a visit because she had to lay out the body of an elderly woman. When the friend asked Louisa who had died, her reply was that the person wasn't dead yet, but would be. With this new information, the police quickly closed in on the couple. After they were arrested, investigators searched the bungalow for poison. They couldn't find anything there, but upon checking with the local pharmacies, it was found that Louisa did indeed purchase rat poison. While the investigation was going on, Louisa didn't bother to remain silent. In fact, she actually pulled a stunt that was rather odd considering she was suspected for murder. During the bungalow investigation, she hired the Salvation Army to play the Christian hymn, Abide With Me, outside the home. She also entertained many journalists with tea and cakes, as if it was totally normal to have these people around so often. The couple's trial began in July of 1953, and Louisa was found guilty. Alfred, on the other hand, managed to get away with no verdict reached by the jury, and was deemed a tragic simpleton by the court. In fact, the man was released and allowed to collect half the share of the bungalow as well as continue to live until he was 80. Louisa was hanged in September of 1953, making her the last woman to do so at the Strange Ways prison where she was being held. In fact, it is rumored that her spirit still remains there, forever to haunt the confines of her old cell. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas. <laughs>